thought you knew, but you have no idea. It's the Urban Sports Scene. You are listening to the Urban Sports Scene with Wole, Ray Jeezy, and Will T. Now part of Empire Media. Empire Media hosts multiple DMV sports podcast shows such as the John Kahn Report, hosted by ESPN Washington football team insider John Kahn, and Jones Football, hosted by USA Today insider Mike Jones. Ray Will, aren't you guys excited? Excited. New beginning. Um, first of all, good evening. Mm-hmm. Good evening. Before I uh, yeah, go good evening. That. I try to ditch, uh, I try to ditch the pleasantries, <laughs> but you know what I'm saying. But good evening. <laughs> yes. Um, no, I, I'm excited about the new uh, the new partnership. Um, hopefully, it uh, elevates our platform, and we're able to elevate the Empire Media platform, also giving them a, a new diverse voice, mm-hmm. um, something a little different. So I'm excited. Yeah, same here, man. Excited. You know what I mean? An opportunity to spread the word of the urban sports thing to the masses. You know what I mean? Hopefully, if my baby Joy Taylor's listening, uh, you know what I'm saying? She can hear my voice, too. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, all, all you know, so I'm trying to get Joy Taylor on the show. That's the goal, man. During this That's this the goal, venture, so why? So you can... Dude, we did this for, oh, okay. we did, we did this for Skylar Diggins, dog. Are we going to really, like, try to clown me for doing this? <laughs> no, we didn't. We, we're, we're not. We're not. We're not. I, I'm not. I'm not. So. I'm not here to. I'm not here to. Uh, to to put a to to um extinguish your dream. Thank so. you, man. Appreciate you. I'm glad you're looking out for me, man. You know what I'm saying, Ray? Man, you excited Absolutely. with the move, man? I hear you talk about it. Oh, because I, I had to let you guys jump in there first. Of course, I'm excited. The Urban Sports Team continues to grow. Continues to get better. And it's going to be a lot of content coming out over the next several months. So, world, as Will T used to put it, look out. <laughs> look out, <laughs> And it's world. March Madness. And I'm so glad that you guys are now in the March Madness spirit. Man, I, big, yeah, I'm shout out to I'm excited that you, you transitioned so quickly, Wole. <laughs> I don't know about you, Will. But while Wole was like, I'm probably going to watch the tournament. Now he's all in, wants to fill out brackets. I'm like, hold up, what happened? Hey, 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 hey. Stuff happens, bro. Stuff happens. Which one to say? You want me to say like, nah, that wasn't me. You're right, Ray. I switched up. Like I switched up real quick. You can blame blame Coach Human, man. He got me turned up, bro. Like as soon as I watched watched them boys play, it reminded me of like watching Big John on the sideline coaching his dudes up. Like nothing but defense playing hard, man. That's Georgetown basketball. Yeah, I'm excited. You can hear it in my voice. My tone just went up. All right, it just went up. Roll it. I mean, Will, did, did you have any thoughts about Georgetown? Did that help <laughs> towards your excitement for March Madness? Uh, a tad bit, tad bit. Um, you know, you guys know that I'm definitely a Georgetown uh, basketball fan, so that that it, it went up a little bit. But am I excited overall to watch the tournament? Not really. Oh, not really. Oh, wow, wow. Hey, I am. I'm not gonna lie. No, I look, am. No, I mean, I want to get. I want to get. I'm not ball. because. Well, I, I'm not because I, I, I'm pretty much know who's going to, I think I know who's going to win the tournament. It's been one team that's been, uh, dominant. I'm not going to say dominant, but, uh, yeah, I will say dominant throughout the, um, the college basketball season. That's Gonzaga. So I think Gonzaga's going to sweep through this whole tournament and they'll go and Mark Hewitt get his first championship. Yeah. I mean, I hope so. I mean, I hope, so. I mean, I hope, I just hope the Hoyas have a good run. And, you know, obviously everybody's kind of fixated with Gonzaga. It would not, but I just hope um, that you know that the Hoyas have a good run. Coach T- Coach uh, Hewen represents. I was about to call him Coach Thompson. That's how much I'm into it. Uh, but Coach Hewen's going to represent, and for the Hoyas, man, and just to have this excitement in the city to me is just is amazing. But uh, make sure you subscribe to our podcast on Stitcher, Spotify, iTunes, and tune in iHeartRadio and Google Podcasts. Just search the Urban Sports Scene. Uh, tweet us at Urban Sports Scene and hit us up on our Urban Sports Scene Facebook page. Also join our Urban Sports Scene Facebook group. Search Urban Sports Scene, sports bloggers, sports podcasters, and sports debates. Will T. Let's get into our tradition, the pregame. Here is what we have on tap. We'll talk to Howard University's men's basketball coach, Kenneth Blakeney. Um, then We'll complete our joint March Madness bracket, even though Will T's not totally into it. I'm going to get him into it. But first, hey, Ray, can you introduce <laughs> our guest, my man? Listen, family, 
as I introduce our guests for the evening, I just want to acknowledge the obvious, and that is we have so many talented individuals representing Washington, D.C., so many. And it was really a challenge to summarize this man's countless accomplishments. But as always, it's a blessing to share some light on the amazing achievements of our very own. The man that I'm introducing tonight was raised right here in the nation's capital, where by all accounts, he was a hoop standout that included being named Gatorade Player of the Year as a member of the DeMathis Stags playing under the legendary Morgan This was just the start of an incredible career as his talents would land him at Duke University, playing for one of the most memorable Blue Devil teams of all time on a national championship squad that featured Grant Hill, Bobby Hurley, and Christian Leitner. In his senior season at Duke, our guest was named team captain, which would propel him into the next phase of his basketball journey, as he would be hired as an assistant coach at James Madison University, working under the tutelage of another notable name here in the DMV, Mr. Lefty Drizel. He would go on to gain a wealth of coaching experience that includes stops at LaSalle, Delaware, Seton Hall, and Harvard, coaching alongside some of the biggest names in the sport, including Tommy Amaker and Mike Bray, to name a few. Our guest has earned a reputation as one of the best talent evaluators in basketball, while being credited for the recruitment of the late Rasul Butler and discovery and development of 10-year NBA veteran Jeremy Lin. He now brings his unmatchable knowledge of the game to one of the most famed Black institutions in the world, Howard University, HU, leading the Bison as head men's basketball coach. Welcome to the urban sports scene, Mr. Kenneth Blakeney. What's happening, brother? What's going on, fellas? That was in. Uh, thank you guys for those that, those words. That that's uh, that's an unbelievable job. Um, I really appreciate that. Thank you so much. Yeah, Ray is one Welcome of the best. Oh, thank you, and Ray is one of the best introduced. Uh, introduction individuals ever in the game he's the goat that's what we call him the goat <laughs> i will second that i will second that all day long <laughs> my man but yeah coach uh this is wole with the urban sports team so you know pg basketball got a lot of notoriety no notoriety thanks to kd's documentary basketball county um in the water you played in PG County, going to Damatha High School. What did you remember most about your your playing your your time balling for legendary Damatha coach Morgan Wooten? Oh wow! Oh, that that is um, you know, I, I was very lucky, and I don't even know if a lot of people know this besides you know people that I was in in school with at Damatha, but I actually went to Damatha to play football. <laughs> so. Oh, <wow. laughs> um, yeah, I was, uh, I was a quarterback and, um, you know, someone in my neighborhood understood the, I think the, the, the times of, of, you know, living in uptown Washington, D.C. and Northwest. Uh, my neighborhood school was Coolidge um, and they just thought it was in my best interest because there was so much going on that I could take a, a route that might have been a little bit more difficult. Um, but would come out being just as rewarding or, or more rewarding uh, on the back end. And, uh, you know, I, I really uh, listened to my mentor and uh, thought it would be definitely the best thing for me. So I went to the math to play football, to play quarterback. Mm. And uh, they, had, they had been grooming a young quarterback for, for a number of years. So I, I moved to um, wide receiver and defensive back and a little bit of tailback. Wow. So, okay. so what? Okay. So, go ahead, Will. Go ahead, Will. Yeah, Coach, this is Will. Pleasure to meet you. Nice um, to meet you, Will. What, what was that transition like for you from, you know, you went to DeMatha to play football originally and then to play basketball and then excel at basketball? What was that transition like for you? I, I, I mean, it was – I always grew up playing against older people and – you know, it was kind of uh, a unique time, you know, I, I don't want to sound like one of those old guys that's like, get off my porch, but it was a unique time to kind of play where you really had to compete every time you stepped on the court. Um, you know, I'm 49, and so growing up, we, we played on the, on the you know, the blacktop uh, day in and day out. And, you know, you could go to a playground and there'd be, you know, three or four downs, five or six downs. And if you don't win, you know, you may have to wait for an hour, hour and a half, two hours, unless it was really nice and somebody picked you up. Um, you know, but that's what it was like growing up for me. So 
to go to DeMatha and to have just basketball excellence all around uh, was a very natural, I think, you know, direct way to, to kind of to do it, especially athletically for me. Um, you know, I had a chance to play with some unbelievable guys, uh, Gerard Mustaf, uh, Tracy Berg and Reggie Vini, Derek Chandler, Poncho Hodge, uh, Doug John. I mean, I can go down Mike Jones, the current coach, Joey Wooten, Vaughn Jones, Dwayne Simpkins, uh, Heath Shorey, the current coach at McNeese, McNeese State. Um, you know, Ted Jeffries, you know, I, it, there's, there's so many guys that um, were there and, and everybody was trying to achieve the same thing in terms of athletic excellence, uh, to strive to be the best, to see if they could reach their maximum potential. Um, because, you know, it, it was a proven, it was a proven fact that, you know, if you go there, you work hard, um, you know, those kind of things can happen there. So uh, Coach Wooten was unbelievable. I mean, as, as well documented, um, for me, for my three years of playing with them uh, and, and, you know, another year being uh, on the freshman team and being in the, his system um, is basically the foundation of everything that I know and do basketball-wise, even to this day. Um, that's how much, I, you know, I, I revere that guy. He was the ultimate teacher, uh, mentor, leader, basketball coach, uh, family man, husband that, that there, that there is. So, um, you know, I, I really, I'm, I'm really honored to say that I played for him. Okay. Coach, I have one follow-up question for you. You mentioned coach Wooten. Um, for those who aren't, you know, for the, for, for those younger individuals who don't know or, Weren't aware of Coach Wooten. Coach Wooten was probably the greatest high school coach ever. What life lessons did he teach you um, from a morality or or character perspective that you still hold with you today? I, I think you know he, he was every day in in on the basketball court was being in his classroom. Um, you know he was a guy that taught history class at Damatha. Uh, for most of his career while being there. He was at the MAPA for 40 plus years. Um, so, you know, he was an educator first. And, you know, we look, if you would have told me back when I was growing up that I could have a chance to teach at one of the best schools in the world, like, I would have been like, you're kidding me. You know, like, we, 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 we you know, we have a chance to kind of, shape young men uh, in the direction of, you know, being successful young men and, and can, you know, young men that serve, lead and give back. And, you know, at a place like DeMassa, um, you know, under the leadership of, of Coach Wooten and, you know, our principal just passed, John Moylan, uh, you know, they were all about shaping young men and um, doing it in a way, though, where it wasn't uh, – you know, stick out your hand and let me let you let me give you a you know a tap or anything like that. It was it was one of those situations where they did it through through educating, um, and and that's you know that's as good as it can get. Coach, I'm so glad you are on because our younger listeners, when they think dual athletes or dual sport athletes at Demetra, Chase Young is the first person that comes to mind, and we already know what he went on to achieve. But how did you go from attending the Massa with the intention of playing football to becoming Gatorade Player of the Year in basketball? Like, did, did you put in work? I know, of course, you did. Or were you just like a natural, naturally gifted athlete? Well, I mean, I, I just grew up in like, you know, I grew up in a time where during basketball season, you play basketball. During football season, you play football. During baseball season, mm -hmm. you play baseball. During soccer season, you play soccer. During track season, you ran track. Um, that's just what we did. We didn't know any different. So by the time I got into high school, I was playing football, basketball, and baseball. I was mm. playing all three because it was just something I always had, had done as a little kid. Um, so, yeah, and then each year I cut a sport. Um, so I cut one sport 
until um, I got to my senior year and I just focused on basketball. Nice. So, coach. So, coach, I have a question about that. So, do you would you recommend kids to do that now? Because nowadays kids are so specialized; they'll just play basketball or they'll just play football. Would you recommend kids do that now? That's that's a great question, and and I don't know what the data is on it, but I've I've been in a number of conversations that have talked about the reason that a lot of specialized athletes have injuries is because they've never had a chance to develop those other either muscle memory or muscles or reaction skills that you get from playing other sports. Um, so I don't know if, if that's true. I think there probably is some data out around that, but I, I it's been a, you know, a conversation piece since basketball and other sports have gotten really specialized. Mm, definitely. So you mentioned some of the individuals you played with, but so growing up in the city, who were some of the people that you just loved to, to, to ball against? Like you, you just you just knew like, all right, I'm a ball against an individual. I want to make sure I get this individual buckets. Like who was some of these people growing <laughs> up that you just wanted to give the business to? I I, I there look. I, I grew up in a very unique time. I mean, it, I I don't know if there's you know from my from my senior class, I think, you know, you have Grant Hill, mm -hmm. Dickie mm -hmm. Simpkins, Lawrence Moten, mm -hmm. Randolph Childress, Mike Smith. Wow. Uh, and for some reason, I think there's one more. Walt that, Williams. Well, I'm just naming guys in my class oh. that played me oh, in the that were on the, like, on the All-Met team. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay, so okay, that, okay. that's five right there on the All-Met team. I mean, that's, that's pretty dang good. Yes. <laughs> um, and, and there, there might, there might be a sixth one, but I'm not really sure. I'm not, you know, um, but you know, a five out of a class of, you know, what they, I think the all met was like either 10 players in. So 50% mm -hmm. of the top, you know, 10 players in DC went pro. That's <laughs> so I, I, it was, it was, it was pretty cool just to go up against guys that were, really really good because at that point in time you're right i mean you got guys like walt gerard mm -hmm. um i mean you can talk about guys like kurt smith henry hall mm -hmm. mike tate uh bill burnett like you can go down the list of guys donald ford oh my god like come on i don't even know if you guys know about donald ford i'm not like, gonna lie i don't i'm only lie to you <laughs> no i don't i don't <laughs> donald donald ford <laughs> donald ford was awesome like my class, 1990, out of Dunbar, uh, probably was one of the top five players in his class. But he just was, you know, at that point in time, not, uh, you know, he wasn't doing the things daily that he needed to do to continue his trajectory. Um, great dude, not a bad dude, really good dude, uh, but just could flat out freaking play, man. Like, you put him up with, like, guys like Penny Hardaway and, like, he was a magic-type dude at 6'8", six, 6'9". Six, Penny, like, he was in that trajectory right there where he could have been Hall of Famer. Mm. There's another player I'm going to ask you about, but I have to do this, to do this read. Uh, you're listening to the Urban Sports Team right now. We're <laughs> chatting with Howard University men's basketball coach. Kenneth Blakeney, but um, Coach Coach Blakeney, um, did you mention Randolph Childress and everybody on Ray and Will already know this? Like that was my guy growing up. Like that was my guy. All right, like, how was it, like how was he in high school? Because in, in college at Wake Forest, I just thought he was the dude. Like how was he in high school? Same way. Oh wow. The same way he he was the dude. He was the dude. I mean, he look. He was. He always had a chip on his shoulder. Like, probably, you know, to this day, he still has a chip on his shoulder about something. That's how competitive of a guy he's always been. Um, and he's always found a way to, to, you know, like, being in growing up, he probably was like, oh, you know, I don't get the love that because he was out a little bit in Maryland, but he was like, I don't get the love probably that the D.C. dudes get mm. or PG County dudes get. Then, you know, I don't get the same recruiting. Then at Wake, you know, he always played with a chip on his shoulder that mm. was just, uh, you know, gave him so much confidence, man. He was, 
he was a terrific, like terrific college basketball player. All right, Coach, uh, we we delved into your past. I want to talk about the present now. You head coach at Howard ba- Howard University um, basketball of Howard University's men's basketball team. Um, you arrived in Howard in 2019. Um, this past year, you guys canceled the the season after five games, and you you recruited one of the top 20 recruits in America. Um, and excuse me if I mispronounce his name, McCarr Maker. Did I get that correct? McCarr Maker, yes. McCarr Maker. Um, how do you keep that momentum going um, coming into ne- going into next season? Yeah, I, I think the, um, you know, it's just, uh, you mentioned five games. We had to suspend the season or cancel the season. Having McCarr here, he really not being uh, a part of it. Um, because of his, um, you know, injuries that he had, and then with COVID kind of ending our season, um, you know, the momentum has already been, you know, that the, the, the snowball is kind of rolling down the hill uh, a little bit, and uh, you know, it, it's it's been, um, you know, all positive in terms of what we're doing uh, in terms of recruiting. You know, I, I've been very fortunate uh, over this period of the last year to be be able to talk about our, our team, uh, to talk about our players, talk about our university, you know, talk about our administration, our alum, um, and, and just how, you know, built to the place that Howard is. Um, and I just want to continue to try to be able to, I think, be a, be a spokesman of, of you know, telling the story of, you know, some some of the most, you know, high-thriving students and student-athletes uh, in the country. Um, you know, our, our alums and, uh, you know, the people that have touched this university, you know, I, I put them up against any alums in the country um, and, and the accomplishments that they've, that they've had. So, you know, we, we have a chance to really do something unique and special. Um, and do it at a place that I think is, you know, thirsting for, um, for that. So if we can ignite this thing, it's going to be big. It's going to be really big. Yeah, yeah, and I can see it happening. But also, I mean, I mean, 2019, like Ray, like Will mentioned, you know, you you, you come to you come to Howard University, you got to deal with COVID. If to this season, you know, including this season, like how hard is it to build the program the way you want it to, to be to be built, knowing you got to deal with this pandemic? Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's unfortunate, right? Um, but we're not the only ones experiencing this right now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, COVID is affecting everyone mm-hmm. in, in some capacity, mm-hmm. uh, and, and I think you know, it, it's it's. It's kind of neat that we are a year removed from, you know, everything kind of starting last year at this time. Uh, and, and, you know, people are, are getting vaccinated. Um, you know, it, it seems like things are, are looking as, it, you know, it has some, 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 some sun at the end of the tunnel, you know. Um, but we've had to kind of do what we've had to do, you know, and, and for me, I'm just a kind of, I'm a guy that's going to put my head down and grind and work and uh, just kind of, you know, that's who I kind of am, you know, I'm just going to put my head down and work and uh, continue to try to build our program. We have a vision for this place that, you know, where we're the top student athletes can come and, not feel like they're compromising or losing out by going to a school that may be a power five school. Um, mm. You know, that's the vision. You know, you look at teams like uh, Gonzaga uh, that, you know, have a chance right now to potentially go undefeated. Um, you look at a San Diego State, a Houston. You know, there, there's so many. You know, Butler, before they were in the Big East, was in the Horizon League, and they go to two Final Fours. You look at Loyola, Chicago. You know, there's, mm. 
there's these special universities that are kind of sustaining uh, success at a national level that, you know, aren't in the Power Five conferences. So when I think about Howard, I think about our brand, I think about our alums, I think about the future and the past of the university. Why can't Howard be one of those schools? Mm. Why can't we be a St. Mary's that, you know, why can't we be a Gonzaga? Why can't we be a San Diego State? Like those schools are, you know, very similar to what to who we are. So that's that's the goal. Absolutely. And Coach, before we get into just the method in what you're building your program, I just want to ask, are you still in support of this postseason? You know, uh, North Carolina A&T was, of course, knocked out of the MEAC tournament because of COVID, which is unfortunate. There are many uh, detractors who are thinking that th- this postseason shouldn't be played, including your former coach, Coach K. So where do you stand on that? And are you going to support the tournament? Are you going to watch? Yeah, I, I, I haven't even, you know, thought about it. Um, I know mm. once the NCAA um, had said that they were going forward with the season, that that was going to be the decision. Um, mm-hmm. So after they said that, you know, at the beginning of the year, um, you know, it hasn't even been a thought in my mind. Um, my, my heart goes out to, you know, some of these universities right now that are being affected uh, by COVID. Um, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's, you put in a lot of work and you, you know, this year in particular, the, the ask and the request to our student athletes was way beyond the call of duty. Um, but it, 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 the responsibility, I think that they demonstrated, and this goes across the board to all the student athletes, because, I, I think those, you know, all the student athletes for the most part did a great job for us to have a basketball season. Um, mm. that, that says a lot. Um, so it was a, it was a difficult, difficult year. And it's still, um, you know, there's challenges still right now, um, with, you know, mm-hmm. us being, you know, we have guys back here at campus right now and we just got back from spring break, you know, just some of the things that protocols that they have to do, like, they can't get on the court or in the weight room until they have two negative tests. Um, so right. just, you know, we're not even playing, but the things that they have to continue to do, those responsibilities are still there. So, you know, even though we're, we're down the road a little bit, um, you know, our, our guys are being asked still to do, uh, you know, and guys that are still in the tournament playing are asked to do some, uh, some very responsible things daily. So, Coach, you are part of the rich basketball history in this area, the D.C., Maryland, Virginia area. And we know the challenges that, of course, COVID has presented. But one of the advantages, I believe, and we believe that is on your side, is that this area remains rich in basketball talent. Talk about how recruiting here in this area is a part of building your program. Does it start with the recruitment right here at home? Or are you just open to recruiting across the country to get the best talent possible? No, that, that's a great question. And there's a, there's a two parts to that, to that question. Um, you know, one, I, I grew up a Georgetown fan. Um, mm. I grew up, I grew up a Georgetown fan and I grew up a Len Bias fan. Um, mm. so, you know, for me, you know, at my age now, I, I sort of remember how Coach Thompson, uh, you know, built Georgetown and, I was very, you know, I don't know, I, you know, one of the Hoyas lived across the street from me, a guy named Michael Hancock. And just to see him, you know, once a week or, you know, once a month um, was one of the greatest things as a little kid, man, that, that could happen, you know, because you're seeing uh, a guy that was, you know, playing for, for your favorite team. And so it just gave you some inspiration. So uh, I'm saying that to say Georgetown for me has been kind of the, the blueprint of mm. the Howard program. Um, you know, if you look at the enrollment, it's about 10,000 students, you know, both private universities, both located in incredible areas in Washington, D.C., mm-hmm. 
Um, you know, before, you know, Thompson got to Georgetown, Georgetown was just kind of, a, you know, known to be a good regional academic school. Um, but because of the success of the program and everything that he, he did, you know, it, it becomes one of the top academic schools in the country. Um, and I, you know, Coach Thompson formula for that was to do it with young men from the, from the DMV. So when you look at his teams, you know, it, it's no secret that, you know, year in and year out, there was a heavy, um, number of guys that were from this area that were contributing. And now we have more data and, uh, more information and, you know, over the last 15 years or so, we have, I think, more NBA and Division One players than any other city or area in the country. Um, so, you know, when I got the job at Howard, we had one guy from the DMV. Mm-hmm. You know, this year, I think we had nine from the DMV in our second year. Um, and it's going to be a big part of who we are as a program um, and, and, you know, who we'll be in the future. Because uh, it's, it's, you know, you have the Catholic League here, which is considered the number one league in the country. Um, you know, my old high school, Damasa, uh, in some polls this year, is considered the number one team in the country. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're playing against Paul the Six. You're playing against St. John's. You're playing against Good Counsel. You're playing against Carroll. You're playing against McNamara. You're playing against all of these you know, O'Connell with Coach Wooten, you know, mm-hmm. you're playing against all of these basically, you know, the, the the high school version of like the ACC or the Big Ten mm. or the SEC. <laughs> that's, that's what you're playing at. Yes, um, sir. And so you, you've been battle-tested, right? You, you've been coached. You know, you've played under the lights. Um, so none of that's going to phase you when you, when you, when you, you know, come to that college world. So for me, it's been really important that, you know, to concentrate and focus on the DMV because I think that the coaches, the trainers, you know, the daily rigors that they go through as, you know, growing and, and budding basketball players gets no better than the DMV. Mm. So, so, Coach, you mentioned you talked about so many great coaches. You just mentioned John Coach Thompson. Uh, rest in peace, Coach Thompson. And also, you mentioned Morgan Wooten. You mentioned Coach K. You had a lot of influential individuals that kind of helped mold you. Uh, what have What have you learned from these individuals in terms of what you're doing now at Howard? Um, I mean, I think like you know, when I when I with Coach Thompson, a couple of things as I just mentioned, trying to build the program, but also. Um, I, I want to be a voice as much as I can with the information and knowledge that I can speak on in areas that can help people that look like me and people that are underserved. Um, you know, that that's something that is, um, you know, in, in the way that I kind of, you know, things that I, I view my my little way I see things, serving, leading, and giving back, you know, that, that, that fits under that category. Um, you know, with, with Coach K, there's, you know, um, there's a number of things. His, he has one of the most brilliant marketing minds uh, that I've been around. And, and I've been around some serious people that are incredible in that field. Um, <laughs> having a chance to, you know, work at Under Armour, uh, in the sports marketing area, um, having a chance to work with the NBA, the NHL, Major League Soccer, NASCAR, um, Dave Matthews Band, and in, in areas of marketing, you know, I, I've seen some of the best of the best. Um, and, you know, he's a guy that would be head and shoulders at the top of that pyramid. He is brilliant. So the way that he understands, um, you know, branding, marketing, um, is, is something definitely that I, 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 I admire that part of his, his brain about. It's, it's really genius. Um, and then I think the competitive part of him, the drive, 
um, you know, he, he's going to get it out of you. And, and, and he, he does it in a way where it's, it's, you know, it's, it, you're moving in that direction, but you're moving in a direction with growth. And it's, uh, it's stuff that prepares you for, for life and for, for, for being a man. Um, so I, I hope that I'm able to do that with, you know, with what I learned with Coach K. Um, and then Coach Wooten, I mean, if you, you think about him, you know, he's just, when I played for him, you know, he was more of a, you know, he had to use a microphone. Hmm. Um, he had a mic that was attached to his his, his uh, golf shirt, <laughs> and he'd wear the you know battery pack or the part in, the, in his waist because he you know he was getting up there in age and hmm. didn't want to strain. He used to strain his voice, so he was he still had all of his fire, um, but he was a um, he was a, a leader of of, of like. Just, he's just been like a granddad almost, man, or a, just a a wise dude, like beyond his years. And, and even then, he was up there, but it was on some like Yoda stuff, man. He was, he was just, <laughs> you know, <laughs> it, it, he he was just that dude. He was just that dude. Coach, well, I, I appreciate the love. For Coach K, I honestly do. Um, and you're part of an elite group, by the way. We got to have you back on because between you, Grand Hill, even Quinn Cook, y'all left the area to go to a rival. But we sure love you anyway. Like I said, uh, and, 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 you know, we hey. love to talk about those Fab Five days. Jimmy Smith wasn't so kind to you guys and the stuff he had to say. But that's another discussion. But what? <laughs> One of the reasons why we love you on this show is because, of course, you coach at an HBCU. And all three of us here, we graduated HBCUs. And lately, HBCUs have been in the news. They've garnered a lot of attention from the NBA, the NBA All-Star Game, of course. Uh, they had the tribute. They raised funds. What do you think all of this attention and what do you hope all this attention will lead to for historically black colleges and universities? Well, I mean, ultimately, it's it's a great you know, thing that people are, are bringing awareness to. And, 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 you know, I commend the NBA, uh, Adam Silver and, and, and his people for, uh, wanting to, to do that. Like that's, uh, that's not something that they had to do. Um, but it's something that they wanted to do. And, and I, I think that's a, a great, you know, initial start for, for, um, for anyone, and that's that's a, going beyond a, a great start for anyone. Um, you know, we, we do have a moment, and I, I think, you know, can we make that moment of movement? And that that's the that's ultimately the the end goal. And I, I think, you know, with us and H and HBCU coaches um, that are out, you know, doing a great job, we got. You know, Coach Jones in our in our league at Norfolk State uh, just won the MEAC championship and um, has done a great job down at Norfolk State. You know, we we got guys that that do it the right way um, mm-hmm. and, and that can really coach. But uh, you know, ultimately, if if you know, I, I was asked this question once before: what what would happen if TV came to HBCUs? And, and that's something I almost can throw out to you guys. Like, what do you guys think would happen if, you know, ESPN covered every HBCU game? Coach, it's coming. It, it, it's coming. You know, you know that everything recycles. And we've had discussions, many of discussions on this show. I don't mind saying we've had Coach Brodus from Morgan on the show as well. And he would talk about how so many pro athletes were HBCUs back when he was in school and when he was playing ball. And I think that with the recruitment process, including what you achieved, it's going to happen where the national media is going to see the value in HBCUs and it's going to be amazing. So it's coming. I think it's going to, it's going to help recruiting and it's going to bring so much money in for education as well, which is the big piece. That's the key for me. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I, I talk about it all the time. You know, when, when I was at Duke, I had a chance to see it go from, being a top probably 12, 15 school 
uh, academically ranked to when I graduated, mm-hmm. number three school in the country. Mm-hmm. And that was after, you know, two final fours and the third final, uh, two national championships and three final fours. And the thing that I noticed is the bookstore sales went up, more TV games, which means more, you know, revenue there, sponsorships. Uh, you know, you're talking about different corporate um, partners now. Uh, you know, you get a higher level of SAT and GPA students applying, uh, which increases the, you know, some of those rankings. Um, so it, it's a, you know, donors want to contribute more because they, they, they feel, want to feel more a part of, of, of the success of the university. Um, so mm-hmm. it's, it's definitely something that, you know, is a game changer for real. Yeah. Yeah, and I, and I agree with you. I think something you said earlier, you mentioned like Gonzaga and whatnot. How come an HBCU can't become like a Gonzaga? You know what I mean? And, mm. and to your point, to your point also is that you know, being Howard, I mean Howard is one of the biggest institutions in terms of tradition. Um, and in, in being in D.C., you know, if if yeah, the major national networks came out and covered this team, it would be It would be big. It really would. It would be big. Yeah, no, that's uh, that's the end goal I think for for all HBCUs is uh, is that for the for that to happen. Well, well, Coach, we want to thank you for being on. Is there anything you would like to add before we let you go? No, I, I, it was a pleasure being on, and I, I uh, had a great conversation talking with you guys, man. Anytime you you uh, would love to have me on, I'd love to be on. Oh, definitely. Oh man, that'd be great. Most definitely. Yeah, thank you, thank you so much. We appreciate. It. We loved it. Thank you. <laughs> Pray, take care, guys. Take care. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm. Bye-bye. Good night. Thank you. Oh, man. That was awesome. And great job, Ray. We appreciate Ray for putting that together for us, man. Ray, you're the real MVP, bro. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> Listen, guys, I, I'm telling you, it's a, it's a trend on our show. It's coming. You know coming, it. Coming. Get, HBCU. You know it. The movement. The movement. Roundtable. Roundtable <laughs> discussion. You already know. <laughs> Again, that was, that was Howard University's, University's men's basketball team's coach, uh, coach uh, Kenny Blake, uh, Blakeney. So, again, that was great, Ray. Appreciate you, my man. All right, man, it's March Madness time. We'll fill out our joint bracket after the break. You're listening to the Urban Sports Team. For ages. Yeti. Deuces. Nothing's better than one shiny moment, I tell you. I love one shiny moment. Are right, you listening to the urban sports scene with Will T, Wole, Ray, and Ray Jeezy, now part of Empire Media? All right. March Madness is here. Like Ray mentioned before now, I am truly excited. I won't even lie to you guys. I am excited. <laughs> Maryland and Georgetown have made it to the dance. Who cares about Maryland? You know, I'm, I'm about them Hoyas. We're going, we're going to fill out our joint bracket. I already did my bracket on, on the east side. I did, I did the east side already. I wanted to save some time. I did my homework ASAP early. 
So, you know what I'm saying? So, in, in, the, in the East, I had Michigan going to the Final Four. But also, I had uh, Michigan beating um, whoever the first round. I don't even, Michigan, what's that, Mount something state? I don't even know. Michigan beating the first, the 16th seed. I had LSU beating St. Bonaventure. I had Colorado losing to Georgetown. Let's go Hoyas. Florida State, you know, advancing uh, out of the first round. BYU, uh, BYU losing to Michigan State. Uh, Texas. Uh, going to the uh, second round, uh, I had UConn beating Maryland because nobody cares about Maryland for real. And then Alabama, and I had then I had Alabama. Going Don't to say the that, man. There are there there are people. Oh, you're right. Who listen to this sorry, show. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Who are Maryland fans? Yeah, let's go Terps. Yeah, we we talking about the Hoyas right now, man. We already know what the city, what the cities of the area, the DMV is about <laughs> the Hoyas, bro. It's about the Hoyas. Hoya paranoia, <laughs> baby. <laughs> Hoya paranoia. Nah, really. Alabama. I got Alabama. Um, Michigan State. Georgetown. I have Georgetown. I'm saying Florida State. So, Ray, you already know I'm a homer for real. And I had Michigan all in the Sweet 16. I had Michigan beating the Hoyas in the, in the uh, Sweet 16 to get to the Elite Eight. I had Michigan State getting to the Elite Eight, losing to, losing to Michigan. And there you go, Michigan in the Final Four. Boom. That was my East. Celebrate okay, I'm going to do the West. Go ahead, go for it, bro. I'm gonna do the West. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Gonzaga versus the playing game. Give me Gonzaga. All right. Oklahoma versus Missouri. Give me Oklahoma. Check. Creighton versus UCSB. I'm gonna go with Creighton. All right. Virginia versus Ohio. I'm gonna go with Ohio. Uh, USC versus the winner of Wichita State and Drake, going with USC. Kansas versus East Washington, going with Kansas. Oregon versus VCU, I'm going to go with Oregon. And Iowa versus Grand Canyon, going with Iowa. Now I'm going to work my way um, from the top down for the uh, round of 32. Gonzaga versus Oklahoma. Go with Gonzaga. Creighton versus Ohio. I'm going with Ohio. Um, USC versus Kansas. I'm going to go with uh, Kansas. Oregon versus Iowa. I am going with Iowa. Um, now we're in the round of 16. First game is Gonzaga versus Ohio. Going with Gonzaga. And the second game, we have Kansas versus Iowa. I am going with Iowa. And in the round of eight, what is this? Yep, this makes the round of eight. Iowa versus um, Gonzaga versus Iowa. I have Iowa, excuse me, Gonzaga coming out of the West. All right. You you done, brothers? Is it it on me now? I believe so. Yes, sir. Because we saved the best for last. I'm the one that actually watches college basketball here on this show. I'm the one that's been in the, the tournament spirit. I tried to get these brothers into it back then. They curved me, go back and listen to that show. So now here we are, and they, and they put me last. Y- y'all hear it, right, folks? It's all good, though, because I got one of the best regions, which is the South region. But here's the thing, guys. Baylor has not been the same since the COVID outbreak. And they beat Hartford the first round, 116 but I got them losing to Wisconsin, who I, I believe Wisconsin puts Carolina out in the first round. Carolina, a number eight is kind of high, by the way. I have Winthrop upsetting Villanova in the first round. I have Purdue beating North Texas. And the 6-11 matchup, well, they will love this. Utah State is going to upset Texas Tech, led by Mac McClurk. <laughs> yes! And yes! Have, in the face! Have, in the face! I have, I have the red-hot Arkansas Razorbacks. Stopping through Colgate. Virginia Tech is going to beat Florida in another upset. Ohio State will beat Oral Roberts, which is going to be a tough game for O-State. Trust the brother. And moving forward, here's where I believe that in this in that next round, the round of 32, is where everybody's going to start to tear their brackets up because the playing field is so even this year, fellas. I, I, I'm telling you, y'all will love me for it later. So going back to the top, I have Wisconsin putting Baylor out in the in the second round. Purdue will beat Winthrop. Arkansas will beat Utah State. And Virginia Tech will upset Ohio State. I believe Ohio State is the weakest number two. I told you that we'll lay separately uh, recently. Moving forward to the Sweet 16, I have Arkansas uh, beating Virginia Tech. I'm sorry. 
I'm sorry, Arkansas beating Utah State. Did I already say that? I think I did. So I'm getting lost in my own bracket now. Okay. <laughs> so moving forward, I'm at the Elite Eight now. If, I, if I'm lost, I'm sorry if I'm losing you. But I have Arkansas beating Virginia Tech. Uh, and I have Purdue beating Wisconsin, which ends up with the matchup of three and four, Arkansas versus Purdue. And Arkansas is headed to that championship game, fellas. I believe Arkansas is one of the hottest teams in the tournament. This could change, by the way, because you put me on the spot tonight. But I'm telling you, it's going to be a lot of upsets. And I believe that Arkansas is, again, one of the top teams coming into the tournament. They're hot. So is Georgetown. You're darn right Georgetown's hot. You're darn right. All right. Let's go to the – So we need to do the Midwest. Together. We're going to do it together. That's the plan. We're going to do this together. Okay, cool. All right. All right. So you know what? Alphabetical order. Ray, you go first. (laughs) <laughs> okay, that's easy. Illinois beats Drexel. <laughs> it's not that, it's not that hard. Uh, uh, I, I have 8-9. Uh, I got a difficult one. Shoot. I'm going Georgia Tech. They just won the, yeah, they just won the tournament. Go, I'm going Ooh, Georgia Tech. You ain't seen Loyola Chicago play, baby. But go ahead. I know what I said. Don't try I'm to doubt to. me. <laughs> uh, I have Tennessee... Number five versus Oregon State. I'm going with Tennessee. All right. And Oklahoma State, one of the biggest stories in college basketball. They have one of the top players in Kate Cunningham. They're playing against a scrappy Liberty team, but I believe they survived that test in the first round. So I, and then I, San Diego State, Syracuse. Eh, that 2-3 two, that two, zone, Bayheim always straps up in the tournament. I'm going to go San Diego State. I like the brand of basketball. Okay. Um, I have number three, West Virginia versus Moorhead State. I always laugh when I, when I say that name. Um, wow. uh, I'm going with West Virginia. <laughs> <laughs> you simple, bro. <laughs> Listen, man, the juvenile, the, hey. the, the 15, 16-year-old Will comes out when hey. I say that. I'm sorry. Oh, man. <laughs> Okay, they don't meet uh, the number seven Clemson Tigers playing against Rutgers. That's this is a tough one, guys. This is a, a tough game. Um, I'm gonna take Rutgers. Wow, I can't be like, wow, Rutgers is now in the tournament. Times have changed. I tell you, times have changed. Oh, this is easy for me. I got a two fifteen seat. Oh yeah, I'm a Chiefs. <laughs> I'm going to choose Houston. Nope. You remember Cleveland State back in the day, Will? Oh, but Houston, but Houston, Houston rocks yeah. though. I watched, I watched them. Yeah, they rock though. Houston, oh, oh, Houston's, Houston's tough. Houston's tough. tough. They tough. Houston's man. tough. All right, because um, we only have six minutes left. Yep. One versus nine. Illinois versus Georgia Tech. I'm going with Illinois. All right. Yes. Yes. You had the Tennessee. Well, I, I, I have. Oh, I, it's, right. on, it's on me, right? Yeah. Yeah, ten- 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 so that that will make Tennessee versus Oklahoma State. Yes, sir. Woo! So I will take I will take Tennessee in that game. Oh man! Okay. Bobby Huggins, man, I'm, a, I'm going I'm going with West Virginia. Uh, number ten, Rutgers versus Houston. I'm going with Houston. Five slamma jamma. Yeah, that was a hard. All right. <laughs> 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 Illinois. All right, so that will leave me with Illinois, Tennessee. The, that that leaves me with West Virginia versus. Are oh, you going that way up? Oh yeah, uh, West Virginia, Houston. Right. West Virginia, West Virginia, Houston. Not, Are you going back to well, the top? Well, you both start no. at the top. Go to the top. Yes, Illinois, Illinois versus Tennessee. Tennessee. <laughs> oh, Illinois, Tennessee. Okay, I'll take I'll 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 take I'll take Illinois in that game. And I'll, and, I'll, and I'll go with uh, Houston, this guy. Mm-hmm. And I have, so we have one versus two. Yes, sir. We have Chalk, Illinois versus Houston, and I am going with Illinois. All right. So I got brackets, yeah, I know, it's like, it, all right, this is like an average bracket. You know what I mean? Other than Arkansas, I guess, but still, like, this is a decent bracket. You got, we got Gonzaga, <laughs> Arkansas in the, in the, in the South. Illinois in the Midwest, Michigan in the East. So, you know what? I'll, who wants to choose a championship game? I don't care. Who wants to choose a championship game? And the, and the other I'll two. Choose, I'll choose. You choose I'll a championship, choose a game? championship game. All right. 
So I'll yeah. go for I'll go first. I'll go Gonzaga. I'll go well, I'll go the hard I'll go with the, the the hard one. Arkansas, Illinois. I'm go I'll go with Illinois. That's a that's a difficult one. Mm-hmm. I'll go Illinois. Ray, you got Gonzaga, Michigan. So yeah, that this is an, another tough game, but I like what Juwan is doing. I'll take Michigan to beat Ooh, Gonzaga. Okay. Nah, that's terrible. That's terrible. That's terrible. That's terrible. <laughs> so you got a you got a big you got a Big Ten national championship with Michigan versus Illinois. Yes, hey, hey um, that's what it man, it's called the urban. It's called the urban sports scene. That's what it's called. Yeah, that's how we reach this. That's how we do. Because I'm picking with you guys. Exactly. So I, I would have Gonzaga yeah, in the fight. My, my 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 personal. I would have. I would have. Like I, okay. Well, who would you have? Who'd Michigan you? versus Illinois. Mm-hmm. I'm going with Michigan. All right, Michigan. All right. Okay, sweet. Jawan with a championship. All right, but all right. So who would you have in the championship, Ray? If it was just your bracket? Come on, you you can't ask me that right now. I have to I have to do some. I'm a back. I'm Mr. College basketball. I've seen it all, bro. I thought you would. Yeah. Oh no no. Here's, Come here's, on, Dickie no, no, here's, here's the thing. Here's the thing. <laughs> you you mentioned Houston. Houston Houston is a very tough team. Yeah. Also, Iona is Iona's like going to be too. scary. They are going to be scary. Um, the only concern I have is they're getting too much hype right now. Mm-hmm. Um, you also team. have Luca Garza, DC at number two in Iowa. They, when you have good big men play, they can easily make a run. Um, and I told you, Wole, we talked the other day. When I called you, I told you who my dark horse was, right? Florida State. Florida State, yeah. Because Florida State has one of the biggest teams in the tournament. Their Achilles heel is shooting, which can hurt you, yeah. you know, in, in a, in a bubble-type format. But that's also was dope. Because to me, that's where the fans won't play a role at, mm-hmm. which is why Gonzaga is easily the favorite playing on a neutral court with no fans. There's going to be no fear in them. But Mark Few has not got it done yet. And, and, and just a lot of the experts, quote unquote, are picking them. I'm not going with them. Oh. I love Florida State. I really do. But I don't think they'll win a national championship, but I love them. Um, but yeah, I mean, if, if you were to tell me Michigan could win it, of course they can. They're that talented and they strapped. Mm-hmm. They strapped. Will T, who would you have had? Who would you, you would have had Gonzaga, right? Guessing? I would have had Gonzaga because this is the first and only year that I think that Mark Few has had a, a, a dominant player that he can go to in the late stretches of the game. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that he's had Adam Morrison. I know that he's had a couple other guys who've gone on to the NBA. Um, but I think Jalen Suggs, point guard, shooting, you know, combo guard. Mm-hmm. We all know that the guard play is essential to winning the NCAA tournament, the national championship. I think he has that with Jalen Suggs, so I go Gonzaga. Yeah, I would have went Gonzaga, but just because the consistency. Um, but yeah, it's hard to go undefeated throughout the whole year, so you are due to slip up, but I just would, I just, just because of that, because Ray knows I haven't watched a bunch of college basketball, so for me to give you all this, all the X's and O's and whatnot, it'd be, that would be BS, but I would, I would go Gonzaga because of consistency, and when I've seen the, the like, the, the, the point differential, like, they've been dominant. Even against really good te- the good teams this year, they've been dominant. So that's the reason why I would go Gonzaga. But the tournament, you never know. And it's like Ray mentioned, just because there are no fans, you never you don't even know how that sways each side. You know what I mean? With no fans, so um, shooters get better. Okay. Shooters are even better. So <laughs> we got one minute. See, I, I like a, I like a lot of SEC schools. Arkansas, Alabama, Alabama is who I was thinking about when I said they were one of the hottest teams. That's the Arkansas. Arkansas is tough though. Yeah. I, I don't I don't regret picking them, but. Alabama is like Georgetown. They're hot right now. Um, and the SEC man. was so strong this year with Missouri, Arkansas, Florida, tough conference to play in. Um, Auburn, yeah. Sharif Cooper. I mean, he was a baller this season, even though, of course, they didn't make the tournament. But anyway. Yeah. And also, I, I, did, I, 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 did, I did want to pick one, Georgetown. Yep. One, more, one last question. One last question. What, bro? Wale, I know you have a tradition around this time of year. Oh, yeah, yeah. Will yeah. you continue that tradition? Well, you know, I tell it works. So it doesn't really matter. You don't matter. need to say what the tradition is. You don't need to say what the tradition oh. is. Just a yes or no. I mean, it's kind of, it's, it's tainted. I don't know how to say that. It's tainted because um, I don't have to, you know what I mean? I don't have to be anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, All right. Okay. So, All right. So, so just kinda, wanted to know. Yeah. Yeah. We wish, I'm with you and though, plus bro. The, the tournament starts on, yeah. It's, it starts it's Friday, on Friday. Friday that that the, caught me off guard too. Yeah. yeah. It starts on Friday. 
So it is. The NCAA, you can't listen. Stop telling us that this is amateur sports. Stop it. Yeah, man. If you're going to have the tournament start on Friday and you're going to have it on Monday. Yeah. Um, and you, it's going to continue to Monday. Yeah, don't stop do it. That, stop man. telling us this is amateur sports, man. Yeah, preach, bro. Preach. Hey, subscribe to our podcast on Stitcher, Spotify, iTunes, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, and Google Podcasts. Just search the Urban Sports Scene. Also, tweet us at Urban Sports Scene and hit us up on our Urban Sports Scene Facebook page. And check out the new home of the Urban Sports Scene, Amplifier Media, at AmplifierMedia.com. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to the Urban Sports Scene. For ages. Yeah, dig. Deuces. A mega. Lead us out, big homie.